This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are joined by our friend Chris to talk all things Disney immersive. What's it like to enjoy some Disney at home in Toronto, Ontario? And is this experience coming to a city near you? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, I'm Francine. And I'm Carrie. We're two best friends who can't stop talking, usually about Disney stuff. Sometimes we have fascinating guests, and sometimes it's just us. But it's always positive and fun. We're happy to have you join our chat. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. <laughs> hey, Carrie. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? Fantastic. Excellent. <laughs> You're giggling already. You know why? Because we were chatting before we started recording and I had to cut you off because we have a great guest with us today and you two were like, blah, 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 and I had to stop you. And then you told us to zip it. I told you to zip it and talk about it on the podcast. So Chris, Chris Bond is here with us. Welcome to the show, Chris. I was just waiting to say when I could talk because I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> we were having fun and we were having fun before we were talking and you were like, you see, you're, you're you're wasting all this good content, Chris. Yeah, we this were talking good stuff. stuff. What are you doing? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to hang with you too. And you know, well, you've been on the podcast before, and yeah. because we met through your podcast, the We Like Theme Parks podcast. That's right. Yeah, and- on the Chip and Co Podcast Network. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put a little? Yeah, how many times I say it on the show? Yeah. 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 See, this is when we need the sound effects, Carrie. (laughs) Working on it. Right? (laughs) It's so fun. Chris, we got to see you most recently. You first, we're going to thank you for inviting us to your show. You have this fantastic show in Toronto right now. Um, Like Disney at home. Like we have Disney in our city. It's crazy, right? Disney. Not only is it a Disney show, but it starts right in our backyard. Isn't that crazy? It mm-hmm. does. It does. So you, you. Thank you very much for the invite. Carrie and I came, and it's the immersive experience. Like, is that what you call it? You just call it the Disney immersive experience. It's called the Disney Animation Immersive Experience. Okay, that's the proper and, word. Yeah, I got really <laughs> lucky because you know we all know each other from our Disney community. Yes. But, you know, sometimes we, we, we don't talk about the things we do outside, you know, for money. Yes. <laughs> the things that pay the bills, the, pay the, bills, bread, the, the peanut butter and jelly stuff. sandwiches yeah. on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I do, and I get fancy peanut butter, too, with, like, <laughs> crunchy kind. So, That's you know, what I was just going to say, the crunchy kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't going smooth. What? No, we're going to crunch. You're going to spend that stuff. Or whipped. Get, ooh. You ever have ooh. The, ooh. Oh, I like the whipped. Yeah, oh. yeah. Whipped ooh. is mine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That ain't, okay, that ain't, bring it back. Bring it back. That ain't free. That ain't free. So yeah. Uh, so I work in the arts, and I work in like I direct a lot of uh, stage shows, and uh, I write, and I do a bunch of other things in the the art space in Toronto and abroad. And uh, yeah, a company that I work very closely with, uh, Lighthouse Immersive, uh, partnered with Disney to create a project, and uh, I they I don't even know they. They said, we want you to be a part of this. And I was like, oh, my, what? <laughs> what? Me? Yes. Um, because I was the person at Lighthouse that spoke Disney. <laughs> and uh, it was, yeah, just a really amazing opportunity to collaborate with so many amazing creators in, of course, Disney, first of all, and J. Miles Dale and David Corrins and Coco Lab and so many amazing people that made this show. And what is the show, you might be asking? Well, yeah. Oh. So describe it. Describe it. 
Yeah, it's it is an immersive Disney animation experience, which is just the name of the show. <laughs> uh, if you have seen uh, Lighthouse Entertainment, did Van Gogh the Van Gogh? Yes, experience. I saw that. Carrie went to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing! It was awesome. What'd you think? Okay, awesome. Good. It was, you weren't it, like oh, it was, was amazing. Garbage. Okay, great. No, I loved it. Wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. th- this these guys did that first, and they've done a bunch of immersive experiences. And I believe what was happening was they were asking the audiences, like, what would you want us to do? And overwhelmingly, Disney, 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 Disney. Um, And it was, I believe, J. Miles Dale that was able to kind of bring Disney and Lighthouse together and create a partnership where, you know, Disney had seen Van Gogh in L.A. uh, And they thought, hey, like this, these guys could do this together. So let's let's bring this together. And I don't know much about what happened in the background. Uh, all I know is they said, this is happening. You're flying to L.A. And you're going to meet uh, some people from the Disney Animation Studios. And I was like, what, what, say that again, slower. Seriously? <laughs> like, what? as a Disney nerd, you must have been freaking out. I was trying to keep my cool to make sure they didn't know. I was like, I, I, but I mistakenly wore my Tron T-shirt. And I was like, you know, I, was, I think I outed myself with my Tron T-shirt. But uh, yeah, we, it was really cool. They brought me in to be a part of the group that curated the content, which was really exciting to help kind of craft the story and f- go through all the clips. Because, you know, really what we're doing in this show, in this immersive experience, I don't even think I've said what it is yet. No. We're basically <laughs> thrusting you into the art of Disney's animation and some of your favorite storytelling moments and we're kind of weaving a bit of a hero's journey, but really it's it's putting you in some of those moments and locations from Disney films, and it's exclusively the art from the films, which is truly amazing. And then we create levels of immersion with so many fun tricks. We have interactive floors. We have, you know, bubbles and the snow bubbles. and all kinds of different things that happen. And it's a 360 experience. And... Uh, and listen, we're we're giving you the the characters, the classics, the new stuff, the the uh, Renaissance stuff, all your favorite friends, and feeling those feelings that you would when you watch a classic Disney movie, you know, uh, thrusting into an adventure, uh, trying new things, exploring, having fun, meeting, exploring new worlds. Meeting some villains, maybe, maybe, maybe villains, bad things happen, but then you rise up and defeat them and, and then you wish on that star. And there's just so many magical moments in Disney movies and we wanted to be able to explore them in a 360 space. And now we have an opportunity to with the Disney animation immersive experience. And wow, it was crazy to just have be a part of this. And uh, then, yeah, going down to the studio and meeting some of the, the team over there in the Disney animation department and who we'd be working with. And then my job was, all right, Chris, you know, you know, all these movies. So what's what, <laughs> like, what oh are we going to put in this thing? And uh, the people from, obviously we have people at Disney and uh, Darren Holland's a super talented uh, part of the animation team over there crafted a really nice thing to get us started. Like the backbone of what the show would become and, and it, it was a fantastic leap to begin this show and just kind of an idea. And we were on the same wavelength as far as like giving you that classic hero's journey. And then from there, J. Miles Dale and the team, we all started to kind of uh, work through all, all the animated features. Like this was a celebration of the art of all of Disney's features. So we were cruising through all of them, 
trying to find the, like, some of the best content, some of the most stunning visuals, things we could do in this space that would really work. But also, we're, we're not trying to tell a story, but we're trying to make you feel a story, give you those feelings that you would have when you watch a Disney film. And uh, I think, I like to think that we, we were really successful in bringing some of those favorite friends of yours and moments and music and feelings from those Disney films uh, to light in this humongous gallery space. And uh, we've been open for a few weeks now and people are really enjoying it and we're still working it because when we opened it, when I saw you on the first day, it was our first ever like preview. It was the first time. Yeah, we'd it was ever, pretty cool. Yeah. Flip the <laughs> switch on this thing. So we're still trying to make it better and we're listening to what uh, our audiences are saying and, and trying to add and, you know, make it even better. And uh, we're starting here in Toronto and it's going to be all over the U S and maybe even other places too. And uh, so we're really excited about the possibilities and yeah, it's, it's I'm just so thrilled to have you guys. Oh, there. We, yeah, we were so excited. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, like we had, we had a ball, like Carrie and I, you talk about feeling the stories and we did, we were, you know, we were like, Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at, and the bubbles and everything. We were singing, we were dancing, like yeah. we just had, we had a ball, like we had a really good time. Oh, I'm so, so glad you. to see. And I and I saw you guys, you know, mucking around with the interactive floors and like, <laughs> you know, just things happen. Like you're, you're thrusted into these worlds. Like you get an opportunity to be in the casita in Encanto. Yeah. Interact with the casita, with the, with the floors and, uh, you know, you get to be in the darling's nursery and pixie dust is at your feet and you're walking around floating on pixie dust. Really incredible, fun stuff, just magical moments that we could kind of bring to life and make you feel a little bit more connected to some of those really iconic moments from uh, just Disney storytelling history. And everyone has their own connection to it. You know, like I'm of the age where the Renaissance was like meant a ton to me and, you know, that's what got me really interested in Disney. And then I was like, oh, look, you know, look at all the, the classics are amazing. And then all the new stuff is amazing. But, you know, Disney has really something for everyone. And we really tried to make sure that we brought that to the table. So everyone got to have that nostalgia moment or that, so that relatable moment for them. And, uh, yeah, so for me, it's like the Renaissance. It's, it's Aladdin. <laughs> it's Beauty and the Beast. It's some of those Renaissance faves. Uh, Princess and the Frog. Does that count as Renaissance? Like the end of the Renaissance, maybe? I don't know. I don't don't know. I love that one. I love that one. But we were dancing and singing to Zootopia because that's like one of my favorites. Is it? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, So this show is pretty, uh, it's it's special to me because it was also just because Disney trusted us for this collaboration. And to be clear, like Disney is 100% involved with this. This isn't us taking this away and building it. We curated all the content with Disney. Uh, We structured the show, animated the show. uh, And the thing you need to remember is that everything you see is a piece of Disney art, whether it's a background or uh, any kind of little piece of animation that we could use to create the worlds, to create the characters uh, is from the Disney animators, which is pretty special. So how, uh, sorry, how nerdy was it to go there and start to like curate this content? How did you keep a lid on your 
for lack of a better word, nerddom. <laughs> it was tricky. It was tricky. Um, I was the one who was most like, oh my God, even just getting to the animation studio, like I'm there with my boss and J. Miles Dale and my boss's assistant. And I'm like, huh. and they're like, let's have another meeting. And I'm like, you know where we are? You know, this is, I've always wanted to come here. And now you make, you're paying me to come here. Come on. This is the greatest. So uh, yeah, we, it was, it was really like, you know, going back to, is like going to the, the temple, you know, like the church of Disney. Like this is where it all started. <laughs> this is where this, these incredible uh, storytellers, you know, weave these dreams and walking around the offices and meeting some of the people that put this thing together uh, and just so many talented artists there. And they have something, I don't know if I can, I think I can talk about this. They have a place called the Caffeine Patch. It's like their cafeteria, but it's really like, it's a place where you can get a coffee or you can do some work. It's like a very open, modern kind of like, just come here and like, you're going to have a conversation. Maybe you'll be inspired. You'll talk to some people and you're just chilling. And there's like Ray Conley over there. Like, you know, guys like incredible producer. There's all these people you recognize and know from like, like Disney legends are uh, just hanging around and you're like, whoa, and my boss, they don't know any of these people. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And the amazing team, Dorothy McKim uh, was our, one of our leads and she was really great at like taking us around. She gave us the whole tour of the animation studio uh, and introduced us to everybody. And, and we actually worked in the studio for a week with Darren uh, and we were working with Kent uh, Gordon, who's an amazing uh, technician over there, who just his job is just dealing with all this art. So you'd be like, Ken, I need lightning. And he'd find you lightning from like three different movies and you'd see which one works the coolest. And uh, just really an amazing team over at Disney and under the stewardship of J. Miles Dale, who's an incredible producer who works with Guillermo del Toro uh, and is, you know, J. Miles Dale is an Oscar winner for Shape of Water and so many other projects. I mean, he's been an amazing leader. I've learned so much from this incredible producer. Uh, just being able to hone all these different uh, creatives together and to get us to weave this story together. Truly amazing. But yeah, uh, it was really hard for me to keep my cool that when we did the tour of the studio and we went to Walt's office, I mean, that was kind <gasps> of special. Yeah, that was like... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so describe. Describe what it's like. It's like exactly what you think it's like. It's Walt's office, exactly like you remember it and you've seen and all those old, uh, you know, those the Disneyland specials from ABC. Like, it's it's exactly the same. It looks oh the gosh. same. Like, And they actually repurposed it to put it back together. Like, when they were, you know, obviously when uh, Walt passed away in the 60s, uh, it was a bit dormant for a while, but then they were like, we want to kind of reclaim the space, make it back to his, you know, the, the, the years when all these ideas and movies were flowing through this office. And this was kind of the, the heart of the whole studio was this, this room. And they really did an incredible job, like putting it all back together. And it is like a museum. Everything is there. All these areas where he would work, you know, not only his office with his desk, but right in front of his desk is the piano that the Sherman brothers would play him the jams on. And you could just picture them like <laughs> playing Mary Poppins jams going like, just like the movement, you know, right there. And I'm in that room, you know, Oh, it was crazy. 
Uh, and then others, he has other rooms. There's like a kitchen in there. They have like a secret kitchen that they showed us. It's just incredible. Like this man was in there working, working. And about 10,000 ashtrays, by the way, there was also. Oh, my gosh. Kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah, it was truly inspiring to go in there. Uh, and not only did we get an opportunity to see like Walt's office and we, you know, walked around the studio. We looked at the multiplane camera. Uh, some really amazing stuff, but we also got a chance to go to the ARL, which is the Animation Research Library. And this was the holy grail of holy grails. Picture every pencil test, every hand-drawn background, like every uh, cell, every little piece of material that they still have is in this museum, in this vault of treasures. Uh, that you can't just walk in and go. You have to get invited and take a tour. And we were fortunately able to walk through and see all the art, and it really helped inspire us on a direction for uh, the, anim- the animated, sorry, the immersive experience. Uh, and, I mean, as a Disney fan, there's things that you see that you get excited about that other people are like, what the hell is that? Like, I remember <laughs> I saw, I'm looking at this piece of art, and I'm like, Oh my God, that's that's from Humphrey the Bear. That's Humphrey the Bear. That's his cave. There's a picture, of it and I got excited for the Humphrey the Bear cave, and everyone's like, "Who's Humphrey the Bear?" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> you don't know who Humphrey the Bear is? He's obviously important if he's here on this wall." You know. Anyway, every again, all these different Disney things they speak to everybody differently, and we all have our faves. But yeah, the animation studio truly, truly was. Uh, incredible, and then the ARL almost topped it, uh, walking through and uh, watching actually the animators, what they do now is they take all that old art and they kind of like, not Photoshop, what's the word? I'm like, they screen it, they scan everything. And they have these huge digital scanners that so thoroughly scan this art, this hand-painted art, and now it's so it's digitized, so Disney can use other things or access it, so it's you know archived digitally as well. And that process takes forever because there is so much art and it's a really intricate process. So still they're working through their catalog, going through and we got to meet some of the technicians that are very slowly like scanning all this art. Uh, And I believe this actually, the ARL tours some of their uh, incredible collection. I know there was a show in Philadelphia recently, uh, but if you ever get a chance, if the ARL is ever in your town, it's a must because I mean, if you're a Disney fan, you get a chance to just see slices of incredible Disney history. So truly inspiring. But then it, that really led us. And, you know, we got to see some of, you know, Ivan Earl's stuff and Mary Blair. And we were like, how can we integrate this in the show? This art is beautiful. These backgrounds are gorgeous. We need to, we need to work with these. Let's, let's do a section on New Worlds. Ah, you know, it, all the inspiring, all the, everything's firing. And uh, it was Really magical. And then, of course, we went to the parks. We did park day. But I was like, I've, everyone all, everyone I was with was like, oh, yeah, so tell us about this. And I'm like, guys, I, I can take you around. I know this place pretty good. If you wanna, <laughs> where do you want to go? You know, so we wanted to catch a couple of some of the more projection-based things. So uh, maybe that would be some inspiration. Uh, but uh, it was an incredible trip that led to a really incredible work process and uh, having a chance to work with so many incredible people, including, I, I don't know if I've mentioned yet, just the animation team from Coco Lab, who, you know, once we kind of crafted and curated the content, meaning like here are clips from the movies we want to show, 
here are songs we want to explore and the worlds we want to explore. And then this amazing team from Coco Lab, and they're a Mexican-based animation studio, would take that content, get the, get the like, raw files and the, the high-quality files from Disney, and they would build these worlds and build our show. And so mm-hmm. it was really a chain gang of all of us kind of communicating and working together. And then David Korins, who is famous for making the, among other things, he's famous for a lot of things, but he built the sets for Hamilton. That's where all his designs and, his, you know, Tony Award winning, super talented guy. He's done a ton of stuff. And he built kind of our pre-show, like our, our uh, kind of, uh, I don't want to say like the educational experience, but kind of before you go into the vault and see the show, you, there's a pre-show experience mm-hmm. that covers all the animation and you get to walk the path and see the animator's desk and learn about the artists and the process and about the craft. And that's a ton of fun. And he did a beautiful job bringing that to life and creating like a space that not only can you learn, but you can interact with and play. And there's things you can do in the space and take a picture with Anna and Elsa, draw a picture of Goofy, all kinds of stuff. Then you go inside in the show. So this isn't just a show. Truly is an experience where you have a whole Disney buffet of fun, whether it's craft and learning and then this experience. This uh, experience where the Dis- you're thrusted into the Disney world and hanging with characters and music that, that speak to your heart and give you those feels that you would when you're watching a Disney film. And then you walk out of there and you're like, well, I, I, best, I guess I better go to Disney World again. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do or just go watch this thing again. So you, uh, you skipped over the shopping. Like there's the there's the you get to take the pictures you get to see those there's a gift shop there's a gift shop like you did the whole Disney proud you had a gift shop there too well I mean it's you know <laughs> it's kind of the, you know uh, theater one hundred and one yeah uh, well you tell me as as a patron having gone I mean you guys walked through the show and then you landed on the merchandise at the end uh, the I thought the merchandise was fine, and we're continuing to put more new merch in as well. Well, there's new stuff. We're continuing, yeah, because you know, <laughs> I know people wanted some. We're oh still we're still curating the stuff in the in the uh, shop, but we had some really cool stuff there. Uh, and uh, but as far as the experience for you guys, the different levels of it, mm-hmm. like how did you feel about the pre-show experience versus the show experience, and then? kind of the aftermath coming out into the merch. Did it feel kind of like a ride or did it feel like a movie? How did it feel for you guys? I loved the pre-show. Like I, the one thing that I noticed was that I loved how it told like the full story, of, like the, the, the story of animation, but it showed animation now. Like it showed all the current animators and like, so it told the history, but it was showing like, you know, mm-hmm. a, a full story. Like it was like, you know, usually you just see the history of the, like, you know, yeah. The old men and the and the and the and the old stuff, right? Like I like yeah. how it showed like who's there now and who's 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 making a difference and who's designing and being creative and and working there now. Like yeah, not just the the history. Like well, that was carrying important. forward the story. Well, because even the stuff now is a part of history. Like all the mm-hmm. they are all so different, and the the animation styles are so unique. And you know, every artist brings their own style to this work. So, you know, and there's so many movies that are so revered and stories that are revered by fans. It's important to highlight as many of those animators as we could and those artists as we could. And giving them a spotlight, like how, like, you know, 
you don't have to wait to be a to be a part of history to be recognized and to be and to be showcased and to be put you know in front of everybody. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. So you know, we wanted to highlight some of the amazing people doing things now, and of course, you know, the the process and how these things get made, mm-hmm. and some of the people that got it all rolling. And so, uh, yeah, it's it. So mm-hmm. I'm great. I'm so glad to hear that that had that effect on you. That's yeah. great. It was great really to see that it. all come together. And we had a great time taking pictures, talking about each of the different things that we were experiencing before we went in. Mm-hmm. And, and then you go into the magic vault and stuff happens. Magic happens. Yeah. Maybe he says hello. Uh, it yeah, was, the vault that was, was awesome. That's a great, yeah. it was a great idea to walk through, walk through a vault. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm of the age uh, where the Disney vault was a thing. Right, mm-hmm. like we're putting this movie back in the vault, and I'm like, no, how am I going to watch it? <laughs> well, the only way you can watch it is you buy the double, you know, box VHS set of of the <laughs> black hole before it goes into the black the diamond hole. edition or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the diamond edition with extra features. No, don't put it in the vault. I need this, you know. Uh, that was and, awesome. and it would disappear. So, what if we got to visit the vault and all the treasures inside? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's something we get to explore in the show, and then some. A little bit of magic happens, and we get to make a wish and and be thrusted into an incredible adventure uh, of all your favorite Disney stories. Let me ask you guys something. So you got to see this. Was there any like sh- character or favorite moment from Disney that you love that wasn't in there? Were you like, it was mm. great, man? I just wish there was, you know, I don't know, a little bit more Black Cauldron. <laughs> no i normally that th- i all i'm always like zootopia doesn't get enough love yeah and then when it came on it was like oh they have zootopia it was yeah that was pretty cool zootopia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i think i was amazed with how like thinking about like what was chosen and i and and how the heck you how the heck you pick like out of everything like how yeah. you pick what's going in and how you pick which scenes. Like when you said that, guys, like I need lightning. And I'm like, and the minute in my head, I was like, does this do, like, is there a Disney Google? Like he's like lightning. He Googles it. He goes <laughs> in the Disney database and boom, he's going to give you three things of lightning. Like how on earth do you determine which scenes and what and like of everything that's there? Like, sure, it's a long show, but the, there's a lot of stuff crammed in there. So how do you find, you know, which sections and which areas and, and how, like, that's what I was thinking in my head. Like, I thought, right. yeah, I didn't think, oh, I wish something was there. Like, I liked how there was a lot of different characters, so many different characters. Like you said, it touched everything, right? Like, depending on where you, yeah, you know, where you, where your life fell in the Disney, <laughs> the Disney, you know, timeline. Yeah. Um, but I kept thinking, like, how on earth do they... How did they pick that or why or or that scene or that you know how how do you get to that point that's what I kept thinking of that well, was that's what was churning in my brain I think the approach for us was we wanted to give you the again the emotional ride of going through a story you know the highs and lows um you know meeting new people going on this adventure becoming a better person uh overcoming some kind of you know her obstacle hurdle having loss, rising up, all, all the things from a classic Disney story. Um, and so, but with that, we would find moments from, you know, the catalog of incredible Disney stories, this treasure trove of incredible work that paired up with those moments, with those feelings, you know. And, uh, and then some of them were like, we, we feel like this, this song 
represents that emotion or that moment in a story. So we want this song. And other times it was we would have a medley of clips and experiences in and amongst, you know, a moment. And Try Everything is a great example um, that's in our story, our Zootopia section, because that story is about someone going off on this adventure and finding, going for what they want and going out on their own. And I feel like that happens in a lot of heroes' journeys. You set off on that adventure uh, trying to be, uh, fulfill that dream. You have a dream and you go for it. And so we thought Judy's uh, mission or story of that, of the train ride going into Zootopia where she's leaving her little town and going to the big city and, and being overwhelmed by the sights and sounds. We thought, well, that's very indicative of beginning a hero's journey. So we found moments from other Disney films that also had that experience. And then, so that's kind of how the curation process kind of worked. That's and cool. so that was a lot of Ian J. Miles and Aaron Goulas, who uh, we were kind of, and, and Darren Hollins and, Dorothy McKim and everybody had feedback. We would come together with ideas and clips and concepts and then we would discuss them and get rid of things and we'd add things. Um, but it, it was a process, but it was a, a, a definitely a fun one for me. I mean, I love all these films. And uh, yeah, so we just curate. And as far as your, like, your, Google, your Google search, um, there are some films that you know, are CG. So they have assets that are kind of banked and I don't know how much I can talk about this, but they, they have their own archives and their own kind of um, kind of digital archives that they have. So you can access some of this content because they might use it again for what have you, whatever it's a, a TV special or another show or whatever it is. But they Disney doesn't throw out anything. Mm-hmm. They, draw, they put something on a piece of paper, it goes somewhere. And now it's it's a treasure. So and that and that is also digital, like all their digital stuff for treasures. So as a Disney uh, expert, did you have to sometimes like convince them from your Disney perspective, why something should be included versus maybe, you know, if you had a bunch of, you know, you're looking for some things to integrate in that scene and you're like, well, it should be this and this and this and this. And did you have to ever explain from your Disney fans perspective? Well, the good Why? news is that you're also working with Disney, so they can. They can no, no, but like in your, in your, in your, like when you guys are curating, like from like when you're brainstorming and figuring out what goes where, like you're doing that with Disney too, like the uh, when yeah, you're trying to figure out which pieces to put together to tell the story, like you know that you're gonna have the scene with the the Judy hops, but then you're gonna have all of the other stuff kind of integrating through the song and things floating and flying through the air and whatever that was going along on the screen, like to say that you know that's also that type of. That, the it, same honestly, type of story or it, whatever. It's a collaboration of everybody. I mean, everybody had an idea and we would build off that idea and uh, we'd, collect, uh, we'd collect scenes and talk through them. And, and then we'd, you know, we would we'd do our own edit, like a, a, our own cut of what we thought the content would be. And then the animators would take over and see how we could explore that uh, edit because we're not just, it's not like you're going in there and watching a big movie. We're all of these, all of these uh, scenes and art is explored in a 360. It's all, it, we create different worlds with the art and we bring you to different places and make it more of an experiential thing. And it's not just like, you can watch the movies at home, but if you want to be in it, this gives you the opportunity. So really it was certainly a chain gang. It was all of us kind of collaborating uh, and putting our ideas forward and um, 
for me, I, I spent the most time working with Jay Miles Dale, who's amazingly talented. He has an incredible storyteller in his own right. Great eye. You know, I would, hey, what do you think of these scenes? And he's like, oh, that one. Oh, yeah, this one. You know, and he, he had a great <laughs> eye for like, this and this and this are going to look good together. And, I, and then he would do it and I'd be like, yeah, you're right. But I'd be, you know, it would be better. What if we added this one? Be, oh, yeah. It was really fun and collaborative. That's awesome. Um, you know, because, I mean, I, I was a little bit more familiar with the content. But Miles is an incredible storyteller. So mm-hmm. you take the content and, you know, and tell a story with it. And then, and the Disney team would, we're all working on it. We're all having feedback and new ideas. So it was really beautiful. It was really fun. And, you know, we all love this content. It's all revered. It's, we're all passionate about it. Uh, and it matters to us. So we want to tell the, the, create the best experience and story. But it's funny. What's the most important thing you know, to, to someone like me, it's like story, but the animators is it's experience. Like it has to, you, you don't want to just pick a clip because it's a clip. We want to pick art that is really going to work well in an immersive experience, in an immersive way. So does that, you know, scene like really uh, apply well to a projection experience? Like, is it something we can pull apart and create uh, an incredible ex- experience out of? So those were questions we'd have to ask. So we have yeah. to rely on the animation team to be like, you know, this scene, we like this scene, but, you know, and we had to find clips that sometimes were long. Like we need big, long clips. So little clips don't work. So it was really an exercise in like really working through the animation process and working through all the content and finding stuff that works. But then these animators from Mexico would take the content or take the pieces they would get and create these incredible worlds. So, and the Disney team was so collaborative and they knew their stuff backwards and forwards and had really amazing content to share and great ideas. Um, Cause they're obviously, you know, premium storytellers, you know, I mean, wow. <laughs> so it was, it was really special. And uh, to, to be able to, to have, to be just the Disney fan that worked at lighthouse, that's a, yeah, that's like, a director and amazing. a writer to be able to become a part of it and to collaborate with like so many incredible talents at heavy hitters was really special and uh yeah so i gotta just tell you if you're a disney fan this is coming from people that love this stuff so if it's in your town check it out and well what towns what towns why don't i tell you what towns so here's what's (laughs) up friends it's going across the u.s it's playing in toronto right now uh so you can see it in toronto but if you are you know if you're of the u.s persuasion Boston, Columbus, Cleveland. We're opening Cleveland this week. Denver, Detroit is very soon after. Las Vegas, Minneapolis, Nashville, San Antonio. And that, those are the ones that are just announced. More are going to be coming. So look for the Disney Animation Immersive Experience in your town. Check it out. Have a blast. And it's for everyone. The kids will love it. They're going to stomp around on these floors. Uh, you're going to be moved by the stories, by the moments. And... Uh, just yeah, it's a slice of Disney in your hometown, which is really it's lovely. So amazing, yeah. it it really is. It's nice to have Disney local, like to to have an experience, a Disney, a true Disney experience local that you can drive down, you know, drive downtown and park and and go to it. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's you know, I, I mean, I I know Francine, Carrie, I know you guys <laughs> go to the parks a lot. Like, what would you say? Maybe three, four times a year? Would you say? Maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I try to get down at least once, you know, a year. So now the fact that I could just like, yeah, drive mm-hmm. down the street, take the subway, go yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's pretty amazing. And it and it's you get a little bit of everything. Like I I feel like it satisfies everyone in the family. Grandma is going to is going to connect with all the classic stuff and the kids are going to see Big Hero 6 and Encanto and the dancing and you know and and whatever middle agers like me are going to be like Aladdin cool you know there's just ba, something ba, 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 ba. that's what we're going to be doing <laughs> yeah yeah and Zootopia for you Zootopia for oh my gosh we we dance we danced to quite a few um little like we were we were all over the place it yeah. was it was so much fun we really yeah. had a great time it, well I really appreciate you saying that and it's it's funny that you never know what people are into right like you guys are like oh man Zootopia yes <laughs> you know, and I have my favorite because I'm a bit of a Disney weirdo, right? Like, I like Treasure Planet, so I had to really advocate for some Treasure Planet. But, like, that's part of my one of my question there. Like, exactly, like how is that? Like, you know, how did you get that? Like, in really, there? <laughs> Treasure Pals? Oh, you, you know, they weren't just going to do it because of me. You know, like, oh, like you had to like sell it. You had to sell it to well, sell, tell them how sense. it fits in. Like, you know, without giving too much away, there's a there's a, a scene that's like an experience of flight and the kind of the it's more of the emotional side of the flight it's kind of the the feeling of freedom and the wonder of flight right so you know it's not just people zipping around flying but it's people feeling flying for the first time like the first time hercules gets on pegasus and zooms around by the way i love hercules so there's (laughs) uh or in treasure planet you know jim always feels free when he's flying on his uh, sailboard and that sailboard is just also so damn cool. So, you know, we wanted it in the flying section. There's not a ton of treasure planet, but you know, you know, I did find myself advocating for like Atlantis and treasure planet. And he brought it to their attention. They might not have thought of it otherwise. No, they know, they know, but they're just, (laughs) you know, they, they're aware of all their stuff, but yeah, just, it had to, these, everything had to make sense. Like emotionally, and and visually to these uh, parts of the show and something like treasure planet really lended itself really well in like a certain sequence but yeah not in most other sequences you know? <laughs> that's awesome um you know we we got the good you know we were able to we also wanted to make sure that we again pick the most visually stimulating things and then also some of the most emotionally impactful things so you know you could feel and you could be wowed and you could feel like you're in it. And so, yeah, curating the content was a, a lot of fun. And I would say at the end of the day, we're all very happy with where we landed. Um, you know, but we tried to get like as much classic, you know, like. You did? I was really pushing. I was like, okay, what can Saludos Amigos? What can we get in from Saludos? <laughs> what can we get in from Make Mine Music? It was, you know. I would say that most of the movies are in here. <laughs> what did your kids say? What was their response? What did they say? Because they were there on opening night. Yes. They've been a, f- a few times now. They love it. They're like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I got to go to the show tonight. They're like, can we come? I'm like, no, <laughs> can't work if you're there. Um, they love it. They had a blast. Again, a lot of characters and a lot of moments that really resonate. I would say that my kids are five and seven. So they're really interested in like the floor, the technology on the yes. So there's stuff happening in just about every song and they're up and moving around and running around and like, you know, 
they see something and they're stepping on it or they're chasing stuff or, and there's other kids are zipping around. So it becomes like really great energy uh, in the room uh, with these kids zooming around. And then they see the characters that they love and they're dancing and singing along to songs that they love, you know, including Try Everything. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's really special. Like, the first time – they've seen it a few times, so they know it's coming. But the first time they saw it, just seeing their face when, like, the lava – oh, my, am I supposed to be saying stuff from the show? Yeah, don't, don't be giving it away. Spoilers. <laughs> well, there's, there's cool moments from the show and to see their face. And be like, yes. Whoa. They're like, Dad, oh, my – whoa. And I'm like, right? Pretty cool, right? <laughs> This is what you know. This is what your dad does for a job. They think I'm a podcaster. Daddy's job is podcasting. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> That's not what pays the bills. Yeah, yeah. By the way, we like theme parks on the Chip and Co Podcast Network. Check it out. You know, if you want a Disney laugh, that's us. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was special to have them and see them get, be really excited about it. But oh, for sure, cool just lots of people walk in there and you see their faces. And they get a chance to explore. And uh, whether it's young kids or just like even couples, you see people on date night there and there's a couple of romantic moments and it's a fun, playful place to be. And yeah, it really does connect with everybody to sort of witness those interactions. And it is truly special. It is really nice. I'm so excited to see the success in all the other cities. Are there are there any cities it's going to where you want to go and experience it there? San Antonio, by the way, is so fun. Oh yeah, I've never. I've only been to Texas once, and it wasn't San Antonio. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I think I'm going to some of these, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe but, a little Vegas in there. You never know. Wherever <laughs> the, my boss tells me to go, I show up. <laughs> and uh, but what's unique is that every gallery is different, right? So the show will feel mm. different in every. Room. I was wondering about that too, right? Like, because that space is a special space that we have, and I thought, I wonder, you know, what they look for in a space because they wouldn't be able to always get something exactly like that like we're in the old toronto star building right our, yeah. our newspaper yeah newspaper. yeah which is really cool the old toronto star and the on the old uh, the old building there which is incredible um and historic too it kind of feels like oh this is kind of special and then we made it into disney of disney vault <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah the, every city the the gallery is unique so the show is mapped in a unique way so i think the experience will be a little bit different in all these different places hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see some of these other venues that the animators have been working tirelessly in our production team, our amazing production team to prep the show. Like you don't just flip a switch. You have to build it for each room. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, it's kind of made to order. So it takes time and it takes a lot of, uh, work from our incredible teams from everywhere, from Disney, from Coco Lab, from Lighthouse, um, from DeMilo Films, uh, J. Miles Dale, the whole, everybody's hustling to, to get these things up. And so it's, it is truly a, a really unique event and uh, can't say enough about it. Uh, if you get an opportunity to go, check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. And if you're in Toronto and you liked it, you'll see, uh, you might see me walking around there. So say, yeah. hey, I walk around with a We Like Theme Parks t-shirt. <laughs> 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 that's awkward what were we counting were we counting the the winks oh or yeah the, the winks yeah. or the dings or uh, dings uh on the chip and Coat podcast network give us a give us a review why not i can't say enough how i appreciate you guys coming and enjoying and i feel like you guys truly encapture the spirit and the fun and the warmth of kind of 
what we're going for, you know, right away. To hear you share that sentiment is really lovely. (laughs) Well, it's funny because that night it really was the press event. Uh, Like you had, you had a lot of press there. So there were people that were there from like from the press that not necessarily Disney fans. And then you throw me and Carrie in the mix and you can see some of these people walking around with their phones and their cameras and their notes or whatever. And then here's the two of us goofballs in the middle dancing and singing. And we were, we were having a ball. We didn't care. Yeah. yeah it, was well, awesome. it was, it was still a fun night. You know, I was, was, I was so thinking the same fun. thing. I'm like, Oh, there's all these media here. Just like, <laughs> uh, but now they were cool. Everything worked out. Everyone had a really nice time and it was, a yeah. yeah. But, uh, but listen, the show, we continue to work on it and, uh, make it even more amazing and uh if you get a chance check it out i don't know what else yeah I can say. i'm gonna i'm gonna put the link in the show notes so so that people can go to the website and look for their city and and keep checking because like you said there's other cities that that may be added in the future so you want to keep an eye on the website and and um and obviously if if it goes somewhere else and there's another city i'm sure you'll hear about it on this podcast that chris has mentioned a couple times that he's on <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that podcast again? What's the name of that podcast? The We Like we Theme Parks. Like <laughs> Where can I find that podcast? Where on the web? Well, the, yeah, that would be the what? What is it? The Chip and Co Network yeah, or something? Go, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to check out the show times or the show where it is, it's lighthouseimmersive.com. And that's where you can find. You just type in immersive Disney in your Google, it'll pop up. But it's on the Lighthouse Immersive website, and uh, that's the easiest way to see what cities and what times and where you can buy tickets and all that cool stuff. And there's the odd promo happening, so you jump in on that if it's a, yeah. you're into that. If Maybe the idea would be to follow them, uh, Lighthouse Immersive, on Instagram because whenever they have a promo, they publicize They post it, it there. They post it there. That's Got fun. it. That's a spot. You want to save some money. Nice. Now, Chris, <laughs> before you go, you know, we got to we gotta talk about Pixie Dust. But we're going to take yes. a quick break because Carrie and I are doing this on purpose to get our little jingle in. Let's do it. <laughs> if you're a Disney, 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 Disney fan, then you should listen, listen, listen to Carrie and Fran. They laugh and chat and help you make a plan if you're going to Walt Disney World or Disneyland. And you will become a Pixie Dust fan. <laughs> because we can't just, like, figure out how to place it in. We have to announce it. <laughs> okay, so we're back. We're back, Chris. Now, what's your Pixie Dust for this week? A Pixie Dust for my... Well, you know what? I just had a cool experience. It, it does, does it have to be a Disney? It doesn't have to no, be. No, no. Anything. No, no. It can be anything. Well, then I had a really pixel dusty... Pixel dusty? Pixel dusty? <laughs> Pixel, yeah, we'll take it. Uh, experience, and uh, I just got home yesterday from Great Wolf Lodge. I spent three days and two nights at the GWL in Niagara Falls, you, with my kids, with my screamy kids, and my wife, and another couple, and their screamy kids. And uh, I gotta say, we had a great time. What? I mean, talk about getting some like Disney style theming, not to the lengths of Disney. But, you know, maybe halfway there <laughs> in a water park, you know, uh, it was really nice. It was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. And it was comfortable and the staff was amazing and very accommodating. And I even like, I don't know, I was on a meal plan and I lost a coupon and I was like, oh, no, I lost my dinner coupons. And 
No problem. Mr. Bond, here you go. Oh, thank you. Great service, great experience. And my kids, again, seeing when you have kids and you see them like get excited about things or it really uh, gives me the pixie dust. And it my does. Kids, they have something at the Great Wolf Lodge. It's called Magic Quest. And it's kind of like a knockoff Harry Potter wand thing. Like you walk around and you wave a wand and stuff happens. I got to tell you, I spent probably a good nine or ten hours stomping around the lodge, waving this wand at crystals and chests and wolves. And, and my daughter just being like, Daddy, we got to slay the dragon. Like there's, little, there's literally quests you got to go around. And watching my kid get a charge out of that, pixie dust, baby. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. How about you guys? You have that's some That's awesome. Dust? Carrie, <laughs> you go. He's been here before. He's been here before, yeah. Carrie, you, you want to go next? Yeah, I do. I will. My my uh, pixie dust is a new podcast that I've been listening to for the last couple of weeks. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Fly on the Wall, and it's hosted by David Spade and Dana Carvey. Oh my and gosh! If you grew up, if you grew up in the in the like late eighties, nineties, early nineties Saturday Night Live uh, era, like they have guests on from way back when. Like almost every guest was on SNL, and they talk about the their story, funny jokes, things that happened. You know how they started in their career, being stand up comics, whatever. Like it's just awesome, and they talk about Chris Farley a lot, and they and you know it's 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 just amazing, and it's it's a lot of fun, and it makes me giggle, and I've been enjoying it. I've probably watched more episodes than I should. So instead of listening to our Pixie Dust <laughs> fan podcast and giggling at them, I've been listening to uh, Fly on the Wall. So if anybody's an SNL fan, like a hardcore SNL fan, I don't see how you wouldn't you wouldn't like these episodes so that sounds put awesome. it in the, put that them does. in the show notes I'll put the, oh yeah because you know it's important that we promote them <laughs> <It's our show. laughs> they need the, they need that the help they need that i want the snl fans to if they don't know about it to give it yes a well you so. know remember we were talking about spamming all sorts of potential guests should i just invite i'll spam them and see if they want maybe yeah, they you know what the they, they, they've done an episode where yeah. they do uh a q a and so I, I, it was one of their latest episodes. It was a Q&A. And they actually, like, people emailed in questions. And they actually had these people on the on the call. Like, I'm <laughs> like, they can't be too, like, they legit brought people onto the podcast to ask their questions. And I'm like, that is so weird. Like, these are two That's very hilarious. successful, famous people. And they bring in somebody to ask their question about, like, what's your favorite uh, episode <laughs> you ever did on SNL or whatever. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's weird. Like... But anyways, so maybe oh, if they're if they're taking random people sending they Q&As might. in and they're putting them on the podcast, you never maybe know. there's hope. Okay, quickly, what was your favorite Dana Carvey uh, character on SNL? Oh, I like the church lady. Church. And Wayne and Garth. Special. And Garth. Isn't that special? Nice. Like, who doesn't love Wayne and Garth? Everybody loves awesome. Wayne and Garth. Satan? Yep. That wouldn't be prudent. Isn't that what that That wouldn't be prudent. I always love this not bush. Very, not very special. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> I like this bush. Not going to debt. That was yeah. always my favorite. Yeah, not, they talk about all. They, like, there's gonna, so many yeah. stories that they tell, and they yeah. and it's it's just unbelievable. It's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, so. I bet. And those guys were kind of there kind of different times like Kate Carvey was there a little earlier mm-hmm. so you probably run a really good like 10 or 15 years of like mm-hmm. SNL stuff 
Well, I think and, they, the, and like the newer ones that came on looked up to him, right? So like a lot of the stories are like he was there first, and mm-hmm. and like the, I listened to the one the other day was was um was Martin Short, and Martin Short was on for like one year. So they're talking about how they all fit in and how they knew each other and their journeys. Yeah. And how they got there and, and, and whatever and how it affected their life. Like you think like back then they got paid peanuts and they were all like they got on the show to be writers and they got paid like, I don't know, a few hundred bucks a week or whatever, like to be writers and the stress they had and and, ever, and how the like the journey of them becoming what they are and what like SNL gave them. A lot of them, they were just te- like 20 years old, 21 years old, and they were given this opportunity. And you look, look at Adam Sandler now, like yeah. what he's like, he was yeah, this a 21 okay. year old or whatever. He maybe wasn't even that old when he first got on Saturday Night Live and, and look what he is now. And like, it's just neat to hear, to you hear their stories and their journey. Sandler on the Cosby show, like there, cause he was mm-hmm. on the Cosby show. I think was before. he? Look yeah. it up. Yeah. He was Theo's friend. He was Theo's buddy. And you're like, mm-hmm. is that Sandler? No way. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, Anyways. I mean, it's 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 the most amazing show. Well, that sounds like an awesome podcast. Mm, Definitely want to check out it. Yeah, we podcast, mm-hmm. but we like theme parks podcast. <laughs> when I'm not listening to Fly on the Wall, I'm listening to the We Like Theme Parks. Terry <laughs> uh, can do a commercial for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Disney fix after Pixie Dust Pod. I love to. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Francine? What was your Pixie Dust this week? My pixie dust this week, it was actually, it was ginormous, pretty pixie dust um, for me. Yeah. So at the unmagical job, you know, the one that pays the bills, not this one. Yeah. um, This is just, you know, the labor of love, as we were talking about. Um, I have someone that worked with me that I had brought in who ended up resigning. She's going to a new job. And um, she wanted to meet me before she left. And she said, I just want to give you this gift for everything that you've done for me, blah, blah, blah. I was like, whatever. I haven't done, like, she's amazing. I didn't do nothing for her. It was a Dooney. She bought me a Dooney purse. What? I almost fell off my chair. She's like, you have this black one that you bring to work. And I thought you could use a white one. So it's so funny. It's the one Uh Carrie and I were arguing about, like, where I was saying you can't wear it, like, after October or whatever. It's Uh exactly that one. And she bought it for me. I, like, literally could have fell off my chair. It was so Uh kind and so generous. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't it so sweet? I was like, yeah, like, now now I'm, like, afraid to use it. I don't want to ruin it or whatever. But it would be such a good park bag. But I I won't wear it in the parks, obviously. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. So here's what I'm thinking after you tell that story. Nobody's giving me stuff. So <laughs> my friends are either garbage or I'm not a nice person. It's one of the two. I don't know which one it is, but I'll figure it out. Oh my gosh. Well, I can tell you that my friends at work like my friends at work, there are lots of people at work who don't want to work for me. So to get a, a gift like this for somebody that did, it was like, this doesn't make sense, but I'll take it. Thanks. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is, that's so pixie dusty. It's so, you know what? It tops my chiropractor, Carrie, <laughs> that she was making. <laughs> was that yours, Carrie? But, no, that was mine a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I don't know. I could go for a chiropractor appointment. That'd be all right. Sometimes you, you just need it, right? We prove that <laughs> yeah. pixie dust. We prove week after week after week after week that there's pixie dust everywhere. There in is. Your life. If you, you just look for it. You just got to look for it. Do you, do you do the thing with the, with, the, with the chiropractor where they 
put that kind of like towel under your your neck and then they pull it up and you, your neck pops and you're like I wanted oh. him to do that but he but but he hasn't yet so well, you got you got to slide him a 20 or something I got to ask Baby him steps. to try that maybe you got to warm up you got to go for a couple of them before Baby they start steps. doing that Baby yeah steps. yeah give him a finsky see what happens hey man look under the pillow there's a finsky for you pop my neck thank uh, you so much chris for joining us this week on the podcast and we will absolutely be watching to see where where this experience shows up next and where you are going to be. So when you're going to be at the shows in different cities, we can't wait to follow you along and see where you, where it takes you. Well, thanks so much. I just really appreciate you guys coming to the opening night and and being so excited. And it was such a like you're you, you hit it bang on. Like there was so many media, and then you guys are like <laughs> ah. And so it was really great to have your energy in the room and to be a part of it. So thank you so much for having me and for uh, just being a part of this. Thanks. Thanks. Thank and you. of course, everyone will find you over on, you know, that podcast on that oh, network, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player so you'll get a new episode every week. And find us on social media, too. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.